I have Katrina Weiner back on the show today. You might remember her from episode 17 where we chatted all things business and alignment. And today she is going to do a deep dive into human design. And I'm just so excited to bring this to you. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. I'm so excited to have you back on the show, Katrina. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So we're going to dive into all things human design. Last time we chatted all about alignment and business and how to really make that work for you. And we sort of touched on human design, but we weren't able to totally dive in without like a six hour podcast. So I'm really excited for you to dive into this today and kind of hear all your thoughts on it. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about human design. I mean, as you know, I use it with every single one of my clients and I use it in my own business and my own like professional life, but also my personal life. And so it's something I'm super passionate about and excited to talk about and share with everyone listening. We are so lucky to have you here. So first thing, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? If they didn't catch your last episode, a little bit about yourself, about your business, that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. So I am an entrepreneur coach. I'm based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I primarily work with entrepreneurs who are already established in their business, but are maybe finding it difficult to find consistent income, um, feeling a little like business is hard overall. And that's really not the goal of what we want. We want it to feel easy. We want it to feel like, I can't believe this is so easy. How is this easy? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so um, a lot of what I do is I do group business coaching and then the occasional one-on-one client. And it's a combination of education and strategy and human design and mindset and marketing and all of of the things. (laughs) Um, But I'm also like a huge extrovert. And so I'm also really involved in the entrepreneur communities here in the cities, but also just basically whatever community I can get my hands on. I love that. So I happen to be one of your uh, select uh, one-on-one coaches. I feel so (laughs) lucky that you've kept me on for that. So I know you do mostly group coaching, but like I feel so, so lucky because we totally have this thing going that's really working great. So (laughs) I'm the lucky one here. Okay. So we are going to just dive right in because I have a ton of questions for you. Um, And I really think this info is going to be super exciting for people to hear. So What exactly is human design? Can we start there? Like, what is it? Definitely. So I kind of explain human design as if we 
if we think about the way the brain works, right? So for anyone who's listening to this, this might be new information. For some people, it might be old information. But you have your conscious brain and you have your subconscious brain. And your conscious brain is like your personality. It's like the thoughts running through your head, right? Your subconscious brain is really the person who is driving those thoughts running through your head. And our subconscious brain is the one that's open to conditioning, right? It's open to seeking out patterns and wanting to create patterns. That's It's the one that has like the beliefs that maybe aren't serving us anymore. Um, like a great example is making money is really difficult, right? Like that's not a fact of life. People are born into money, but our subconscious brain is the one that will see something and store that as fact, even if it's not fact. So I like to describe human design as this is how you and your body would operate without any of that conditioning. It's like the natural base state of who you are, and it provides almost like a user's manual or for entrepreneurs, like a roadmap of how to be successful in life and how to really be aligned with yourself in life, which if you listen to the last podcast is obviously something I'm really, really passionate about. And so you can kind of see... um, human design is like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or astrology, right? Like, ooh, this is my personality and now I can look this up and like, this is how I operate. But a lot of what like Enneagram and Myers-Briggs are is more of our nurture, who we have become, how we have survived throughout our like world. Like, yes, I am an extrovert by nature, but when I was a kid, I was way more introverted because I was shy and I had social anxiety and like I... I didn't feel like I could really be seen as myself. So it wasn't until I became older that I became an extrovert. And so those things can change. Human design is really like, no, this is who you are. And if you had looked at my human design chart when I was a kid and really shy, it would have been like, hey, Katrina's not shy. Like she thrives (laughs) on community. She wants to be around people all of the time. But I had been trained to be shy because I thought that it was unsafe to be really visible. And so... I really like to like describe human design as this is how you would operate if you had none of this conditioning, if you had none of these like beliefs that hold you back, if you had none of that fear. Uh, That's such a great way of describing it. I didn't realize that about the Myers-Briggs. That's really interesting. Cool. Okay. So if someone's listening to this and thinking like this sounds like a bunch of woo-woo and nonsense, right? Like what is this? Like what would you say to them? I would say, sure, like a little bit of it sounds woo-woo, but I am someone who is well-versed in the woo-woo world. Like I my I have been raised with essential oils and crystals, which also like I've been also raised with hard science and my mom's a biologist. So like <laughs> I have very, I'm very much the type of person where all things I can see how they come together. And The fact of the matter, though, is that like I'm not sitting here teaching astrology in my like coaching, right? Like maybe I'll talk about it for fun because it can be a fun topic to dive into, but it's not something that I've seen such hard evidence and hard results from as I have with human design. Like, sure, it can feel a little woo-woo, but how how is it any different than looking up your Enneagram, which is all psychology-based, right? And when we think about human design, it's really thinking about like what like what are the results that we get from really tuning into who we are? And if we have a tool that makes it that much easier, why wouldn't we use it? Right? It's it's something that every single person and every single client or friend or like even myself when I was going through the training, my colleagues at that point of time, 
the people that I have seen, how they've made such huge changes in their lives. And it, like I said earlier, it is my absolute favorite when my client is like, I never thought it could be this easy or like, it's so easy. I don't trust it. And that's when I get like, yes, yes. (laughs) We're over here like, oh my God, no. And you're like, yes, winning. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, you're terrified because it feels so easy that it seems like can't possibly be real life. And I'm over here like, yes, that's the goal I had this whole time. (laughs) We're so programmed that things are supposed to be hard, especially when it comes to business and it comes to like money. Um, you know, those things or success in general. We're so programmed that it's supposed to be this really difficult path and this hustle, hustle culture has gotten us into this place where we really believe it. We Like, I think most of us believe it. So for me, like this has been life-changing. I, oh, it just like gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Action, I'm going to lose everyone. So can you do like a deeper dive into how like those mesh together, human design, being in alignment and how it can truly impact your business? Totally, totally. So I think one of the easiest ways to demonstrate what human human design can do, because there are over a billion configurations of human design. This is not like the Enneagram where you pick from nine different numbers or Myers-Briggs where there are 16 different options. There are over a billion configurations. So it is wow. very, very specific to who you are and how you operate. And so Whenever I talk about human design, like you were saying, like I need to stop myself from not just sitting and talking for six hours because there are so (laughs) many different aspects to cover. But I will give one small example. And this is what I would say is probably what I consider the most important part of human design because it really trumps everything else. Like it will affect your life more strongly than any other part of human design. And that is your decision making authority. So human design actually will tell you the best way that you make decisions. And so if you have heard, sleep on it, trust your gut. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Talk it out. Trust your intuition. Those are not things that every single person should be doing when they're making decisions. I'm getting goosebumps with you saying this because this is is probably – there's so many things that are life-changing. Not to interrupt you, but I just have to dive in a little bit because – they have been just so impactful in my personal life and our marriage, Ryan and I, you know, working with Beth, we are, I'm wired differently than they are. And our decision-making is different. And this whole like sleep on it. I'm like, no, like (laughs) I'm not going to sleep on it. Like I know. And it's not like that for them. So I'm so, I'm so glad you're going here. I'm just pumped. Yeah. Yeah. So I am the sleep on it decision-making authority. It's called emotional authority. It means I make decisions with my emotions. It also means I have consistent access to my own emotions, which not everyone does. You make decisions through what's called sacral authority, which is the trust your gut. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So first and foremost, this is incredibly important because now you know how to make consistently confident decisions every single time you need to in your business or in your personal life. So when people are talking about like, I wish I had a roadmap, I wish someone would just tell me what to do. Well, now you can create your own roadmap because you know what's aligned, what's an aligned decision 100% of the time. So like first and foremost, that in and of itself is a game changer that completely changed things in my business. I have been uh, studying human design for several years now. And so having learned and fully embodied my decision-making authority has brought me to opportunities and experiences that my brain would have told me didn't make sense or were too expensive or like, why are you going to do this mastermind? It 
that topic that's not something you want to learn. But when I trust my like decision-making authority anyway, even when my brain is saying something different, that's when things are always, always, always more aligned and go the way that I want them to. And like you were saying, now you can also take it and say, well, I make decisions in a way that's different how you make decisions. So now we have a better understanding of one another. Now I can help you make decisions and you can help me make decisions. And also kind of takes away some of that friction of like, Christy, you make decisions in the moment. You get an immediate gut reaction. I can say, do you want to do this? Yes, no. And if you are like grounded and in like a peaceful space, right? Not like, oh my gosh, I'm super anxious or I have all these thoughts going through my head. You can get an immediate response. I don't get an immediate response. So I have to sleep on it. I have to wait 24 hours. I have to go through um, an emotional wave around it before I can decide what I'm leaning toward. And that means that I also only get 80% sure. I don't get 100% sure. That part still blows my mind, Katrina. Yes. It's so, I mean, it has been really impactful in helping me, you know, with, with Ryan working with Beth and just other humans in general. Um, but it is still like so hard for my brain to wrap around that you don't get to the hundred percent with, with, you know, that decision-making authority, but also it's really cool because I don't know what that's like. So, (laughs) well, and it's one of those things too, where like, like now that I know how to embody it, it feels natural. When I first heard it, I was like, what the heck? That sucks. I don't want to be like that. Like I want to get in the meteors. I I was jealous of your type of decision-making authority because I was like, you know, immediately in the moment, you're 100% sure. And for me, my entire life, I had been told I was indecisive and Katrina can't make a decision. Decision. Katrina can't make a decision, but it's like, no, now I know exactly how to make a decision every single time. I am decisive. I just do it differently than what like the status quo says that I should do it. And that's really like the underlying lesson of all of human design is there are no shoulds that are better than the way that you naturally operate. Like we do not should on ourselves here. There should is like almost like a swear word in my book and more than a swear word because I will say swear words. (laughs) And (laughs) it's just like, no, we do not should on ourselves. And human design is basically roadmap to learning how not to shit on yourself. So, so that needs to be on a t-shirt. Like yes. I think you came up with a t-shirt last time too. You just start like a t-shirt line <laughs> with these awesome things. I love that you should, we do not shit on ourselves. That's so amazing. And that's been a really cool thing for me to learn too is that like and really helpful for me with all my inner stuff is that it's not good or bad or wrong or right. It's just all different. And it's so cool. It's so cool. Okay. So I have to know, like, what was it about human design that made you a believer and want to like learn more and actually help others with it? Yeah. So when I first found out about human design, I was like sitting down with a friend at like a coffee shop and she was just like, oh my gosh, I just found about this cool new thing. It's called human design. And like, I'll be really honest, we're woo friends. Like we were both just like, yeah, this is so cool. Like, and kind of dove into it. But she really, at that point in time, got inspired and kept going and kept going and kept going and was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm learning more. I'm learning more and learning more. And so when she ended up offering up a training specifically for human design for business, she and I had had enough conversations about me and about how my human design operated that I was interested in learning more. 
And so I'll admit that like when I first started, I was just learning to learn more about myself, which is totally fine and normal if that's like how you want to start learning about human design. And also if you're not a business coach who decides to use it with all of their clients, (laughs) like it's a very specific thing to me. But I am such a people focused person that when I started doing the training, I was like, ooh, but I want to learn about like my moms or I want to learn about like my friends, right? Like I wanted to learn about all of the different types so I could understand how they all fit in together and how it affected the people around me as much as it affected myself. And so when I really, really first started doing human design, like training, that was when I got really, really, really excited about it. And I could really see the changes because the format of my training, which like is the best format for me to learn literally anything was in a group setting. So while I had my type, I was learning about the other people's types around me because we were sharing as a group. We were all sharing our experiences, all sharing our takeaways, having these like conversations about, well, this is how this affected my life. And this is how it affected my life. And every single person on those calls were having massive transformations. It wasn't like a, oh, this is an interesting, like, oh, we're talking about our Myers-Briggs, right? Like, the 16 personalities, I'm the campaigner, like, and then that's the whole conversation. It was actually like, this is how we're embodying it. And this is how it is literally changing our lives in front of us. And I could see that happening for every single member at the same time. And let me tell you, there's nothing more powerful than seeing how something can shift an entire group all at once. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Like what cool energy to be around. Really, Mm -hmm. to feel that. So that's the one, like, I'm so glad you're mentioning Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram because it's like, it never quite fits you, right? You're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm mostly this, or maybe I'm this, (laughs) or I'm a touch of this. And it's like, this is like, we go through my birth chart and, you know, it's everything. And I'm like, what? Like, like, I actually get it, which is so cool. And then we go through my daughters and we go through Ryan's and, it's just, it's just so impactful of like what my, like the information it has given me and how to operate my life and relationships and that sort of thing. So it's, yeah, it's not that like just, just a little bit of this or just a little bit of that. Right. It's like everything. Right. Yeah. Well, in my training, I've done training on Enneagram as well. And I know about the Myers-Briggs. I haven't done official training on it, but the training that I've done is really about like I'm an Enneagram type two. The Enneagram type two, I'm a two wing three. It's like the host, the helper, like, and my training has all been around like these, this is how you've survived in your life, right? So like as a young child, I found my personal self-worth by being as helpful to other people as possible. That's not me innately. That's not like who I nor- like naturally am. Like, sure, I'm a naturally kind person. I'm not like, oh, well, screw you. I'm not going to help you. But like each of the Enneagram types has a specific like deep, dark need that they have. And like for me, the need, like the need for type two is to be loved as who I am as opposed for what I can do for people. And Human design has nothing like that, right? Human design is just like, this is how you operate naturally, where something like Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs is way, 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 way more. This is how you've adapted to survive throughout your life. And this is like, like not necessarily thriving, but like surviving. We like use it. I'm just going to use some therapy language here, but (laughs) human design is thriving. Human design is like, no, when you tune into this, you're thriving, 
And oftentimes I will read people their chart and they'll be like, well, that's not how I make decisions. I'm like, yeah, and do those decisions work well for you? And then that's like the conversation we have to have. <laughs> no, they <laughs> do like, not actually. Yes. Yes. Or people, people will like kind of fight back sometimes and be like, but I want this or I want that. Or like, this isn't how I actually operate. And normally there are parts of your chart where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel more seen than I've ever seen, like felt in my entire life. Yes. But there are yeah. other parts that are like, but I don't want that. And there's kind of a reckoning that has to happen for someone to be open to their chart because tuning into that and accepting it and learning how to actually love that part of yourself and see it as like a benefit as opposed to a negative is a huge part of your human design journey. And that's when things start to feel really easy, right? It's when we're like, we stop wanting to be like other people because we say in human design, you are designed perfectly for the life you want, for the desires you have, for the passions you have. There are no mistakes. There are no negative aspects, right? Like you are designed exactly right. And so if you're fighting your own design, things are going to feel harder. But if you like kind of surrender to who you naturally are, it gets to feel lighter and easier. And then you start to love those parts that you were uncomfortable with beforehand. Oh my gosh. I have like tears in my eyes because that is exactly what it was like for me. Like learning to love these parts and see them as like, like these superpowers that I had versus, yes. oh, this is like, I'm, this is my problem. Right. Yes. And yes. it's, oh goodness. Yeah. It's, just, this is such good stuff. Okay. So in your coaching services, how do you use, I know this, but I want everyone else to know, um, how do you use human design to help your clients? Like chat a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I'm talking about human design with my clients, we start off with your decision-making authority, right? Like it's the number one thing. It really makes the biggest difference. But if you think of like a flow chart or like, like one of those like old school family trees where there's like the grandma, grandpa at the top, and then there's like the next generation, and then there's the next generation. That's kind of how your chart works, right? There's five really big buckets at the top. And then there's things that are affected by those buckets. And then there's the decision-making authority. And then there's personality profiles. And then there's like all of your centers and gates and channels and like your definition, right? All of these things where people are like, I have no idea what she's listing. That's fine. <laughs> the thing is, is that there's so much in your chart. So part of what I do is just education around your chart, teaching you what these things mean and how to embody them in your life. We take it slowly because there's so much. I don't want to overwhelm people. And we, when we're focusing on embodying as opposed to just informing, like I can tell you what your decision-making authority is. That won't change anything unless you know how to use it confidently, right? Like unless you're in the moment and can actually use it to make a decision. And so we do take it slowly. But also, for instance, if someone is coming to me and they're like, I'm having difficulty getting consistent income or I'm feeling really overwhelmed or I procrastinate all the time or like, why can't I get like a stupid like schedule or routine down? Like I can't force myself to do it. Those are also things that I can look up in your chart and be like, well, a structure or routine is not what's made for you. Like, that's not how you operate best. So why are we trying to force it? Right. And like, I can use your chart to give us information about how to market, how to make your decisions, how to like really structure your services and offers in a way that feels good to you, whether or not like 
let's even like look at something as simple as like, there are several different areas in my chart that say Katrina thrives on community. I didn't start doing group coaching until I learned about human design because I was like, oh, well, that's pretty obvious. Why have I been doing strictly one-on-one coaching when group coaching would satisfy so many of these different elements of who I am innately as a human being? And that's when it started feeling way easier, when it started feeling way more enjoyable, when I was like, of course, why wouldn't I have a group coaching program? And like, I can you literally look at your chart while we're going through any normal strategy thing and use that to influence what kind of guidance I give you, what kind of options we look through. Um, because coaching is not, and really, sh- I'm just going to like get on a soapbox for 30 seconds. Coaching is <laughs> not, I yeah, like I sign up with you and then you tell me exactly what to do and you give the exact same homework to every single person and- well, because we have advice, it is like that a lot. Like it is it like is, that a lot, yeah. and it really makes me mad because, <laughs> hi, I'm a community-based extrovert. Someone else could be a super introvert. Am I going to give the same advice to an introvert that I'm giving to an extrovert? No, that's dumb. That's not going to work for them. <laughs> like one of those two people is not going to find success, and it's not that person's fault if they're paying you for advice and you're giving the exact same advice to every single person. Okay, getting off my soapbox now, <laughs> reeling it back into human design. Um, but I can kind of, because of my background, I have been a marketing specialist, social media manager. Um, I used to write and edit for Better Homes and Gardens magazine. I freelance full time. I have done, I was a life coach, so I've done a lot of mindset training. Like I have this wide breadth of information and strategy, like hard strategy that I can give my clients. But then I also use these aspects to know which strategies to give my clients, right? Like we can sit down and talk about how to utilize Facebook groups for your business and make money from Facebook groups and both being a part of Facebook groups or running your own. But if that's not aligned with you, that's a waste of both of our times. And that's a waste of like your energy then after our calls to try to make money in these areas that are not aligned with you. So I basically get to use your human design chart as a roadmap within coaching as well to say like, I know what is going to be the most aligned with you. And then we also get to use your decision-making like authority to say, hey, Katrina gave me this piece of advice, but my gut's telling me, no, that's not right. And then we both are like, okay, cool. Well, what's the next option that we can ask your gut, right? It's It's not, hey, I'm the leader, I'm the dictator, I'm going to tell you all the things to do. It's you and I are working together as a team to make your business the best that it can be and make it feel the best it can be. Yes. Oh, it's it's such a different way of coaching and it's to- it's totally working for me. I love it so much. Yes. Okay, so now that we've talked all about like how it can impact your business, let's will you dive into personal life? How it in- yeah. really can benefit your personal life. Totally. So I think the biggest, most obvious way it can affect your personal life is within really like your relationships. So we were kind of talking about like the differences between decision-making authorities. Um, but there are so many different other aspects of your chart. For instance, everybody has a type, which is manifester, manifesting generator, generator, projector, or reflector. And each type has its own strategy for moving through the world. So I'm going to give one example 
a projector's strategy is to wait to be invited to like sell their services, to give unsolicited advice, to like give their gifts to someone because they only have a like very limited amount of doing energy in a day. And if they're spending that energy on something that's not aligned with them, then they don't have any energy left to spend on the things that are aligned with them. So a great example within like relationships is say you're a projector and you're not waiting for the invitation and you're giving unsolicited advice to the people around you, that's going to cause friction. It's going to cause a lot of friction because whereas like me as a generator, if I'm giving someone advice, they like, I'm normally responding to them. That's the generator strategy is response. Christy says something. I respond to what she says. She responds to what I say because she's also a generator. And we can kind of have this ping pong back and forth. If I were to say something and a projector came in and was like, well, you should do this. I would be like, well, screw you. I'm going to do whatever I want. Like it does not go well. (laughs) The energy exchange is not there. Whereas if I'm struggling on something and I ask a projector, hey, would you mind giving me some advice on this? And then they give me advice. That energy exchange is going to feel much better. So relationships are obviously the easiest way to like describe how it can affect your personal life. Um, Even just things like, like what we're talking about, you having a different uh, decision-making strategy than Ryan means now you can understand why he doesn't make decisions the same way you, you do, or you can help him to make decisions in the way that he makes decisions. Um, I can give another example. My niece is the only other member of my family who has emotional authority the way that I do. That means she also has consistent access to her emotions. For people who do not have emotional authority, it's almost like, why are you being so emotional? I don't understand why you're being so sensitive. And once you learn that, like someone like, hey, I'm wired to have big emotions. I'm wired to cry when I'm frustrated. And that doesn't make me weak. That doesn't make me overly sensitive. That is a strength that I have. Like I have consistent access to my emotions and that is a strength that I have. And being able to guide my niece through that and provide her and hold space for her when she's having those emotions is something that I can uniquely do in my family because I am the only one who understands how that feels. To even just say, Sometimes you don't know why you're having these emotions and that's okay too. Like you don't have to have a reason. You don't have to be okay, right? And so being able to work with people within your own relationships is super, super helpful. But also like I used to be that person who had big emotions and didn't understand why, right? I'd be like, I don't know why I'm crying right now but I'm crying and all I need is for someone to give me a hug and then I'll be fine. Not someone to say, why are you crying? Or it's fine, Katrina, like get over it. Like those are not helpful. (laughs) I just need to be able to process through my emotions and then move on. Yes. And learning that about myself has also allowed me to see these parts of myself that maybe society doesn't accept or society doesn't value And allow myself to reframe those and see them for what they really are, which are beneficial to my life moving forward. If we go back to what I was saying beforehand is you are designed perfectly for the life that you want. There are no mistakes in human design. Like Enneagram is like, here are your strengths and here's are your weaknesses. Myers-Briggs is like, here are your strengths, here are your weaknesses. Human design says, here are your strengths. 
the end. Like, (laughs) it's not that there are weaknesses. It's just you operate differently than somebody else does. And it's for a specific reason. So I have consistent access to my emotions. Christy, you do not. But that means you are an amazing empath. You can feel what other people are feeling. You can help them through that. You can hold space for them. Whereas I cannot feel what other people are feeling in terms of specifically emotions. I can go on a really long tangent. There are other areas. I can feel people's fears and anxieties. I'm a really great empath in that aspect, but not in terms of emotions. And so like that also means on a personal level, I do not have access to my own fears and anxieties. Everyone's like, oh, Katrina, what? That sounds amazing. Like, I don't want to have fear. I don't want to have anxiety. That means I also have access to my intuition. That means that I can get myself into friendships or environments that are not bad for me. And I will have no idea that they're not bad for me. And I'll just sit there and take it. So like whenever that there, people are like, oh my gosh, like Katrina, like, why are you still friends with this person? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I can see why that the why they're acting the way they're acting and understand like who they are and all of these things. I'm like, I can understand their fears and anxieties, which is why I understand why they're acting the way they're acting. Right. So it's like it's also been able to give me permission after learning about my own chart to say, like, oh, now I know when I go into a situation with a friend. I can ask like I can ask someone I trust and say like is this a healthy relationship or is this something I need to work on or is this like something that's still worth fighting for right and so like now I have that information so I can move through the le- through my life with more ease so those are just a couple examples I could keep talking about this for a long time it's it's so fun to talk about and that actually like really um, is a great segue into this next question that I have for you that there's a lot of overlap here, but I'd like you to dive in even more. So like go yeah. down that rabbit hole. So one of the most powerful things, like I'd mentioned before, uh, that I learned working with you and with human design, um, was the, the things I deemed negative about myself, like negative traits are actually my superpowers. Uh, yes. and so can you chat just a little bit more about that and how you can use these things that we deem as disadvantages Uh, to like our advantage, essentially. Totally. So before I like dig into this, I want to give people a little bit of context. So I'm not just like sprouting out human design language that you have no idea and can't follow. So when you look, pull up a human design chart, there are nine different centers that you will see like on like an image of a body. And each of those different centers represent different parts of your energy. So there's your inspiration center, there's like your opinions and your thoughts, there's your throat, which is like voice and communication, there is your G center, which is your personal identity, there is your sacral center, which is life force energy, your root center, which is um, like your drive, your ambition, your passions, your splenic center, which is fear, instincts, intuition, anxiety, survival instincts, your heart center, which is willpower and self-worth, and then your solar plexus, which is your emotional center. And so everyone has a different combination of those areas of their body that they have consistent access to or that they have inconsistent access to. And so for instance, I have consistent access to my emotions. Christy does not have consistent access to her emotions. We call the areas that you have inconsistent access to your own energy your profit potential areas because 
while it may seem like a negative thing of, oh, I don't have access to willpower or self-worth. What? I don't have access to my own self-worth. I don't have access to willpower to get these done. How could that possibly be positive? Right? Like that seems like something that is just inherently negative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Imagine that you are a coach, a therapist, some a social worker, someone who is trying to make a big impact in other people's lives, and you have the ability to feel other people's self-worth and make them feel seen and heard and make them feel good about themselves when they come into contact with you. That's powerful. That's like super, super cool. And so even though it might immediately seem like, hey, this is a negative thing. Like I don't have access to my own self-worth. What would it even feel like to feel like I'm enough innately? But hey, you know what it's like to see what everybody else's worth is and to make them feel that. And that's really, really cool. Or like another really easy example for people is the throat center where it's saying like, hey, I don't have access to speaking up for myself. I don't have access to my own throat. Writing doesn't come naturally for me. I deal with a lot of clients who might have the throat center open where like, how am I supposed to write blog posts or Instagram captions if I don't have consistent access to my own voice? Well, the best copywriters have an open throat center because they can write in the voice of their clients really, really easy, much better than someone who can't, like who has that defined. I have that defined. I can speak really well for myself. I can speak on like the topics that I teach. I have been complimented beforehand and told that I'm eloquent and that I can like put together a sentence really well, but I don't have that ability to write for other people. I don't have that ability to share the stories of the people around me. I can share my story, but that's where it ends. Whereas someone who has that center open, they can speak for other people really, really well. They can like write in someone else's voice. So if you think about it in terms of entrepreneurship, a copywriter is going to be really, really great at having an open throat center. And this is where we say like, you were designed perfectly for the life that you want. Because when we dive into how I am designed versus how you are designed, people in entrepreneurship and really I outside of entrepreneurship, right? In everyday life, people compare themselves to the people around them all the time. We Within entrepreneurship, it's a lot of, well, this person is doing this tactic and that's how they're getting like some visibility, at least from what I can tell on Instagram or (laughs) in personal life. It's like, well, this person is doing this thing. That's not where I'm at yet. And we give ourselves a lot of guilt and shame and embarrassment and all these negative feelings because we're not doing the things that the people around us are doing. But if we look at your human design chart, you are not designed for the things that they're doing. And so like, Digging into human design is a really great way also to just like that comparison goes away because you say, no, this is who I am. This is how I am like designed. This is I'm designed for the things that I want, I'm designed for the things that like light me up. And if I'm not doing the things that light me up, I'm not going to find success. Well, if I'm copying someone else and doing something that lights them up, but doesn't light me up. That's not going to get me the results I want. It's going to get me the results they want. 
And so like you actually physically cannot be successful in your personal or professional life by copying someone else, because I'm going to just keep saying it and (laughs) tell like I die. You are designed for the life you want. You are designed perfectly and there are no mistakes. (laughs) So like, even when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed that I have emotional authority and I don't have sacral authority and I can't make decisions at the drop of a hat. I have to like wait a full day to make decisions. That's for a very specific purpose. That is a good thing. Like even like people get chart envy. It's like, even if there's something that like seems easier in the moment, when you start to embody it, you see how these things are actually working for you and not working against you. Even if initially they seem like a difficult thing, even if initially it's like, oh, Katrina doesn't have access to knowing when she's like in a bad situation. How is that a good thing? (laughs) Well, that means I can see my clients' fears and anxieties and help calm those way easier than someone who has that center defined. It's very helpful. It's very, very <laughs> helpful. Uh, as a coach, as my coach, it's very helpful. Okay. So if someone is like, so our listeners, if they're like, mm-hmm. I need to get my birth chart read, I need to jump into human design, like this mm-hmm. stuff sounds amazing. Where would you tell them to start? Besides well, Google. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that I would say, because I just, would kick myself if I didn't is I do offer free like sessions to go over your decision-making authority. So we can't start there, but it's so much fun too. It is yes. so much fun. <laughs> do it. Yes. Um, but also if you go to mybodygraph.com, that's where you can see your chart. So I'm going to say that again, mybodygraph.com. We'll put it in the show notes too. So they can yes. access it. Yeah. So that is where you put in your birth information. This is like the one part that makes me be like, yes, it is woo because you put in your birth information. But the reason why you're doing that, I'm also going to go on a side tangent really quickly. The reason why you're doing that is because when you are born, you do not have any conditioning yet. The moment that you are born, you're born exactly how you naturally operate without having any outside influence on your subconscious brain. So if we were to take a snapshot of your chart now, it's not going to be without conditioning. It's not going to be your like truest, most pure energy of who you are because you get conditioning. A lot of conditioning happens in the first seven years of your life, but it does not end there. You can get conditioning at any point in time of your life. Your brain can store things as big T or little T trauma, and then it's stuck in your brain for the rest of time, right? Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I shouldn't say for the rest of the time, you can work through that and get rid of it. It does take seven years to decondition a belief though. So like I would suggest getting started today. Um, (laughs) Anyway, but so you go on to mybodygraph.com and you put in your birth information and then what's going to pop up is a really confusing chart that like has a lot of colors and arrows and numbers and lines and has like a lot of information on the side and What I would start off with is looking on the right side of your chart and seeing where it says authority, and that's your decision-making authority, and that's an excellent place to start. The second place after that that I would suggest is looking at your type, right? That manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector. Those are going to be the two biggest things. You can do some research on Google. There are some things out there 
I unfortunately do not have a single book I would recommend for people. I get this all the time. That's there such are a podcasts bummer. out there that you can listen to. I know it. I I will say I have a friend who's putting out a book for projectors specifically. So soon projectors will have a book that they can look at. Um, but I would recommend going and listening to some podcast episodes. I have a couple. Um, I have one that's an interview with my trainer on my podcast. I also have one that I did that is just like a what is human design and it goes a little bit more in depth on the five different types. Um, there's also the Day Luna podcast and they have a ton of human design uh, stuff there as well. That's normally the other resource that I send to my clients when they are like, I want to learn more about my type or I want to learn more about these different aspects. Um, they have some things that are specific to type or specific to decision-making authorities. So you can also learn about those there. But again, um, I can also do those free sessions for you. So those are like a 40, it kind of depends, but normally a 45 minute long session where we dive into your decision-making authority and maybe a couple of other things you might be struggling with as a business owner. And then there's no going back. It's yes. Awesome. I mean, they're really You're going to be so excited. Oh, <laughs> then you, you just <laughs> like dive head first down the rabbit hole. Yeah, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Katrina. This was really fun. So much good information. Uh, let's wrap this up with where they can find you, learn more about you, connect with you. Yes. And we'll put this so, in the show notes too so they can access it. Yes. So um, I normally recommend you just come find me on Instagram. Um, I will always respond to you in my DMs if you ever pop in there and have a question. I also have talked some about human design there. Um, it's where I have a lot of free content for people to take in, but also the, one of the easier ways to get in touch with me personally. Also in the link there on Instagram, the very first option is called a badass decisions audit. And that is where you can sign up for that free session as well. So it's like, just go to Instagram. Everything's there. Otherwise, my website is just katrinawidener.com. It's really straightforward. My Instagram handle, I never actually told you, is katrina.widener. And <laughs> just because I get a lot of people being like, oh, Katrina Wagner. I'm like, no, why dinner? Like, why dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Katrina. This was awesome. And yeah. I'm super excited to chat more about this with you because now I actually have a couple of questions. So next coaching yes, call. Yes. Yay. Thanks so <laughs> much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Whew. So what did you think? Shh. Katrina is loaded with so much awesome information. And I just can't like say enough how much human design has impacted my life personally, my family's life, my working relationships, and my friendships. So I really hope you take the opportunity to dive in yourself and head to our show notes if you have any questions questions or want to learn more and definitely hit up Katrina on Instagram. So until next time, remember to keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a of Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.